Hey, you, you want to see something really scary? What's your favorite scary movie? I'm going to scare the hell out of you. What was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. They're coming to get you, Barbara. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. What's blood for, if not for shedding? Welcome to Fright Night. Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Chad. This week we're covering David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future. I can feel you pulling things around in there. It's a brand new organ. Never before seen. We've all felt that the body was empty. Empty of meaning. And we've wanted to confirm that. So that we could fill it with meaning. The world is a much more dangerous place now that pain has all but disappeared. afraid to map the chaos inside. Let us create a map that will guide us into the heart of darkness. So this is the second attempt of crimes of the future he technically used this same title for a short that he did in the 70s and that short was just a voiceover and had no dialogue it was like an hour long and it did have like it's similar but it's not the same so it's not a prequel it's not a sequel it's kind of like in the same where there was an an institute called the house of skins (laughs) um where i I I don't even know where to begin with this, but we're going to start with this is his second envisioning or whatever expansion of Crimes, Crimes of the, the Future. Future. <laughs> and this is like his fifth time that he's worked with Viggo Mortensen, who apparently they're just BFFs now. It also has Kristen Stewart in it, which is kind of a strange one for her. It is, but when you watch her performance, it's just... The same way she acts in every other movie, but like times 500. Because she has this weird thing that she's like unsure and she like does this weird, she has like these weird like mannerisms and she's like, oh, oh. It's like that the whole movie, but like times like 500, which I'm like, this was perfect. Was she just leading up? The same acting she's done in all her previous movies, was it just leading up to this one moment where it's actually appropriate? May have been. (laughs) because <laughs> I think her reaction is the correct reaction to most of the situations in this movie. Yeah. Um, we also have Leia Sado as Viggo Mortensen's performance art partner, 
slash occasional lover slash, slash surgeon slash surgeon trauma surgeon yeah it's a very interesting relationship they have she wears many hats yes <laughs> now oh and this is the 18th time he's worked with composer howard shore going all the way back to the brood those two have worked together so i gotta say they must be buddies too wow the brood that's yeah. intense all the way back of that far. That Rude was like 78 or 79. So they've been... I think he's done all of his movies except for The Dead Zone. Which is weird that he looked at it and went, no, I'll skip this one. <laughs> now I want to read a quote that he um, did recently with Variety um, in an interview that they had. And he stated, I think we are evolving, not devolving. I think our nervous systems are completely different from human beings 100 years ago. I think the use of screens, the use of digital technology has actually altered our nervous systems. So, I mean, but mind you, he had kind of these ideas back in the 70s. Yeah, even if you look at stuff like Videodrome, the TVs were changing people. And yes. They were freaking out by it. So he's, he's had In this existence. Idea. Yeah. Also, video games were getting to be there's always something changing people into something new in Cronenberg's mind video games and like virtual reality which yeah. that from then and now has changed dramatically with the whole like VR thing you know yeah, it was they thought at the time it was going to be way bigger than what it is it still hasn't quite taken off the way everybody thought it would no, but I think we're on the way there. I don't want to be there. No, no, that freaks me out. But there's definitely like the fear of the impact that technological advancement has on the human body. Yeah, definitely is his like shtick for and, these for certain films of his. Yeah, because well, he mostly most... does body horror, but I, I'm like technology and the body. Yeah, even the fly and stuff is the same kind of thing. It's technology freaked out the body and caused problems. But that's not his film, so that's why I'm not going to credit that, because technically that's a remake. That's true, but even the remake was a body horror thing. It is, it is, it is. And he definitely... Was a body horror. He definitely... I mean, that's that's like the thing. It's a remake where it's like surpasses the original and makes the original even better, because... Yeah. It's like, how could you take it to the next level? And they both, both films do. Yeah. In, in their own regards. But, so... Ah. <laughs> so, so there's... the movie takes place <laughs> in, like most of this stuff, you know, it, it doesn't say when it is. It's just in the near future. It's in the future. And there's this syndrome, accelerated evolution syndrome, that's evolving uh, people and growing new organs, beef, like for some people, yeah. they're growing new organs. And this syndrome is a reaction to an increasingly synthetic world following like climate catastrophe and like pollution. So and literally everyone, where we're at right now. And they say that everyone, like everyone's pain threshold has increased to where that like you can just do surgery on your desk. And it's not a problem. No one... There's no infection anymore. They're like, no one bothers to wash their hands because you're not going to get infected by anything. So disease and pain are kind of a thing of the past, which is uh, odd. Like, they don't really explain how that happened, but it just kind of started. Yeah, and it's not a sexy future. It's not like, oh, yeah, it's great. There's diseases for disease-free and, you know, whatever. There's people in the streets doing, like, surgical removal of these organs and other weird shit. 
Everyone looks like, everyone looks terrible. This looks like the part of Blade Runner where it's not raining. This is where this is happening. It's happening in the city next to the one for Blade <laughs> Runner. Where instead of it raining all the time, it's just dry and drab all the time. It's looks so like drab. It's, looks like it's going to kind of rain, but it never does. It's not a sexy future. Not The people are not sexy. Everyone just, it looks terrible. I, I, I don't want to live in this future. They're living like in... Like, I think one person actually lived in a house, which is right off in the beginning. She lived right in a house, like, by the ocean, which... Yeah. And it, it gave me so many feels like Gattaca. I got, like, Gattaca feels from that. I think it's because of the whole ocean thing and the house by the ocean and then the kid being, like, different. Yeah. Yeah, you see the kid at the beginning who's, like, <laughs> down by the water and the woman says, Hey, don't eat anything you find down there. And you're like, ah, okay, ooh, that's weird. Why would he be eating, like, raw fish out of the ocean? Then you see him come upstairs, go into the bathroom, and just brush his teeth like he would, and then just, you know, eat the trash can. I thought, this poor <laughs> kid has pica. Like, okay, we're in a world where children have pica. I mean, people have pica now in real but life. children have it. just version of it now. I mean, have you ever seen those shows? There's like a lady out there eating like cotton balls. I, I feel like that's pretty extreme. But yes, he just picks up the garbage can and just starts chew, chewing down on just it. Just like a giant rat. He's just munching away and he's got this weird like, he's kind of foaming at the mouth a little bit. Yeah. Like that, like, you realize later that's like an enzyme to help him dissolve the stuff so he can eat it better. And we don't revisit this until like middle to ending of the movie like this whole thing with this kid because at first i'm like what the hell's going on with this fan like this woman and this kid like what's this about and the scenes every scene in the film is just so it, it's just so i don't know it, there's the some sadness thing. to it yeah no one's happy in this movie no one got up this morning and said ah i live in a world without disease and pain i'm happy to be here no everyone woke up and was like ugh again with the shit yeah like it's just everyone's miserable so we're not gonna go like for the whole movie we'll just talk about like what our favorite is because you know we want people to go see it but there's the two people which is Viggo Mortensen and uh, Le Sado yeah um Saul Tenser and Caprice they're performance artists and their art consists of he lays on this typical Cronenbergian looking thing which is called, which is an autopsy table. Yeah. Back Sark, in the day was used. The Sark autopsy table. Which, yes. Ah, uh, okay. Or the autopsy and the fly and aliens. That's who, That's the only people that should be autopsied on this table. And he lays on this table and then she slices him open with it and removes his organs while he seems to really be getting off on it, as is everyone else that's watching it in the crowd. And then she also has to, like, put a special tattoo on all the organs that are removed so that they know who it was removed from. Because the government, of course, is involved in this and is monitoring all this kind of stuff because they're worried about the new people that get these organs. Because it's not everybody apparently doesn't get infection and everyone doesn't feel pain anymore, but not everyone is growing these new organs. It's kind of like a certain subset of people that start growing the new organs. Some people are evolving and some are... Or some, faster than others. Or, and some others aren't. Yeah. Um, and he's one of those... This also had very noir elements, I feel. And yeah. It wasn't because he was... It was The whole movie was dark and he was literally walking around like fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, and his black robe with his face covered half the time. Yeah. 
<laughs> I also you know, love when I found out that the reason he's like squatted down through half the movie giving all these speeches is because he was injured and couldn't stand up for more than a couple of minutes at a time. So they were just like, all right, put on the robe and squat down. It'll look even creepier. And they're right, it did. When he's like creeping in the shadows and he's all black robe talking about, you know, the new organs and everything. This is all back to the new flesh again, you know. Yeah. Also, it gave me hard hardware vibes. Yeah. I always that, think about hardware. It could have been that movie, too. It The whole thing is just, like I said, it looks like it takes place in the town next to Blade Runner. And even though it's in the future, you really don't see anyone using any kind of technology like we have now. You see people with cameras taking pictures of the during the event, but they're a mix of like new looking cameras and older looking cameras. Kind of like it reminds me of, like, of that show Max Headroom, where they were using like all this advanced video technology, but then when they got back to their office, it was like old timey typewriter keyboards hooked into the into the computers. It was a weird mix of like old and new technology. Like everything's just kind of scrounged together. Caprice had a box of like rings that were like you could videotape or you can, it's not, there's no tape in there, but you can tape yeah, or video <laughs> or you want to record. You can record. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. You can re, um, record uh, different things. And she uses those rings to record, which I thought was pretty cool. Like, I was like, I need one of those recording rings. And then they have the, like, weird things that they do the surgery with. Of course, you're in, like, on, like, the Sark table that's doing the autopsy. And it's straight out of, like, it looks like they cut open the egg from one of the aliens and just made it bigger and then hooked a bunch of, like, existence-type tentacles to it and set you down inside it to do the surgery. All the machines in this, there's like a breakfast chair, there's an autopsy. I'm like, why do you need a breakfast chair that looked like a spine? It looked like, now that I'm thinking about it, it was like if Giger, like, did the, did, and Giger and, um, what's her face, Lydia's mom from Beetlejuice, if they came together... And made like a chair. And made a chair. That's what the chair would look like. It had total, those total vibes. And the whole time he's in the chair, it's not like he just sits in it. He sits in it and the chair is like rocking him from side to side, back and forth, and helping him lift the spoon to his mouth. Yeah, it's supposedly like, I, it helps you digest better and it gets the food to the certain organs or whatever. I don't know. It was fucking weird. The, his bed, too, was supposed to be like his bed was a weird egg-looking thing with tentacles hooked to it, and they were like, oh, the bed will help you, and it will adjust to you and help you with your discomfort in the night. You're like, oh, No, okay. bitch, I just want to sleep on a regular bed, but then there were no regular beds because Caprice was sleeping on a fucking slab of rock. Like, they live in, like, <laughs> they live, like, in a cave. Like, no one has, like, a normal house. It was... Re- Let me just tell you, the movie overall... It was nothing new per se for for Cronenberg. It didn't really do anything. It was just a movie, just to have a movie. If you had called it Cronenberg the movie, it would have still it would have been fine. Exactly. I'd have been like, oh, now I know what we're in for. This is a summation <laughs> of like all my other movies, and you know what I think about where we're headed and how technology can or has you know, made humans evolve in some kind of way, or maybe that's where we're going to get to. Like, I don't want to give away, but one thing in the movie, the main thing in the movie is like, of course, humans would evolve to be able to do this certain thing because of how polluted and like how polluted the world is. And we have to adjust to that pollution. And that was the fear of the people that didn't have 
were that weren't growing these organs they fear that this new race this new evolution of man or creature as they as they called several times in the film yeah because they said once you get to a certain point you're not going to be human you're anymore. not human anymore and there that that was the fear it, it was the fear of not knowing you know who or what you're 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 around into yeah yeah and because they still look human on the outside for now but with this stuff too like when no one feels pain they show people going in and just like oh i'm just gonna have my face like sliced open and have you know just pieces of it visible or i'm gonna have weird things implanted in my forehead and just that's fine because everybody does that also i want to throw out there this is the what i got from the movie while i was watching it there was some scenes where there was the old sex as Vigo, um, they, kissing, by the way, was the old sex. Yeah, he said, I'm not very good at the old sex. No wonder the world is all fucked up. No one's fucking. Start fucking again. Why well, are we are going? No, like they're Kristen not. Kristen Stewart said surgery is the new sex. No, no, but that's not that. Uh, yeah, surgery. Exactly. That's the issue. Surgery is the new sex. No one is fucking anymore. They're just going. They're all become cutters. <laughs> Everyone's a cutter. Everyone is just taking organs out of their body and like putting their hands in holes that are in their body and their like mouths and holes that are just in your yeah, body and like moving not the normal holes you use exactly ones. you're like moving <laughs> the organs around and that's like oh yeah you really got me going like there's no dick vagina involved no one's sucking any like appendages i don't know it just oh there was appendages but just not the normal kind no one look just have sex guys i think this is this is I feel facade. If Cronenberg's world, future world, there's no sex. Like there was only sex one time, obviously, because which we don't see. But you know, the kid had to come from somewhere. Some people did have a kid somewhere, so yeah, there was a kid assume. somewhere. Well, those people. Well, one of them wasn't a freak, per se, but <laughs> her mental, her mental stability really depended on what. Uh, really was the uh, result of what happened to her yeah. so i can't even blame her for that but she was having sex with a guy you know she wasn't cutting herself up and not even there's a scene where caprice and vigo Mortensen are intimate yeah their intimate thing was like let's get booty ass naked into this weird egg fucking machine and and egg machine and let's lay there while the machine just slices us up that's sexy like no that's not sexy that's i don't even no no <laughs> I felt like I should have been wearing a big condom, like, or some kind of, like, hazmat suit watching the film. Because there's just blood and organs flying all over the place. Thank well, God this movie wasn't a 3D movie. Because that would have been well, much. That's a weird thing, though. There wasn't a lot of blood in it. So I wonder if there's a version where there's a lot of blood. Because I feel like, you know, they're slicing Viggo Mortensen open, like, and ripping organs out. But there's no, like... I disagree. There was a shit ton of blood. The thing is, for you, your thing of gore is there's no fucking like old school gore, like shh, like there's well, no, like spraying like, everywhere. You didn't see like the blood in his body. His organs were all pretty clean. They were red, but I'm not talking. I'm mostly talking about like the scenes where people are getting sliced open. There's blood like oh, yeah, that, trickling yeah. down. They're cut up like all over their face and body. There's blood trickling in different parts of their body. All these people just get together and they're like, oh, we're gonna get together and see how she cuts her face up today. This is gonna be amazing. Yeah, that was very interesting. But it goes back to that in one way, shape, or another, we're warriors, and we all get off on watching something, and that's the extension 
notion of like iPhones and like that technology, like you get off on just recording, on watching someone well, experience something. Well, that was the thing too. The name of the company that did everything in this was iForm. Yeah, iForm. I feel like that was wink, kind of on, that was kind of on the nose there. Like, get it, iForm phone. <laughs> so yeah, there's a mystery. It, it is very Nor esque. The yeah. the coloring they didn't do the whole thing with the black and the white and like the traditional but the style like you said Blade Runner esque look you know uh, there's a mystery to be had there's a, involved there's some secrecy secret are, agents there's double crossing going on yeah people are working with the cops people are not working with the cops there's murders and there's some very like. These are the strangest tech people that have ever come to work on anything. Like, anytime, oh, yeah. mm. like when these two women show up at your house, don't let them in because no. they're not here to work on your computer. They're here to do strange things. Even if they come ass booty ass naked, which do not they let did them at in. least one point. Yes, they did. They did. They and did. I feel like they cut something from that scene because I feel like that Caprice, when she turned around and the two tech people that were there to work on the autopsy machine, or just naked laying on it. And she was like, oh, you guys. God, I'm going to tell you right now. Nothing I, sexual happened. She probably just slit their clits off or something. Or some, did some weird <laughs> shit. Like, she just cut them up with the machine. Still, and even I, the machine's hands look very alienonic. Like, ugh. Like, I, I, no, I don't want to live in this world. I don't know. Yeah, it looks like the little, little Giger hands are doing everything. Yeah. It was like... I'm going to say, I don't want to live in any world that Cronenberg has created. I'm, <laughs> I'm out. Like, what is he thinking... I, when I had, like, when you watch a film by a director of this caliber, because he definitely, not only the directing, but the screenwriting, like, he's out there, dude. Like, he has a whole, I can't even imagine what this man thinks of. It's like David Lynch. Like, what kind of world are they fucking living in? You know? Can you imagine the two of them like collaborating on something? It would just no. I don't want that. No. What I love about Cronenberg <laughs> is when you see him like he's on that Star Trek Discovery show playing like an investigator on it, and you see him on that, and then you see him in real life, and you're like, oh, he's just wearing the same shit in real life that he wears on Star Trek. He's got the glasses. He's got the same suit. This is just how Cronenberg gets up out of bed in the morning and rolls. He's just they walked into the Star Trek set one day and they were like, hey, you want to be on here? You want a costume or something? No, I'm good. So Saul Tenser, it's a Friday night, you know? What, what, what else is there to do? Let me put my black robe on. Let me put my whole thing. You can only see my eyes. Let me go into like this like cave club where there's like, you know, amazing music playing. And there's a performance artist that's doing a dance. It's a man. And, you know, before he does his dance, let me tell you, the best scene in the room for him was, let me crouch into the fucking shadows. I'm just kneeling down. Now we find out, obviously, he was doing the whole kneeling thing because he had that injury in real life. But he's kneeling but it down. In the movie. It, it does. <laughs> it does work in the movie. It doesn't take away from the movie. Like, what the fuck is he doing? He's just a creeper in the corner, like, in his fucking black robe. Like, just in there by himself. Like, everyone is, like, normal, like, in the stands, all standing together. He's apart from everybody. Also, I think he has this, like, sensitivity to smells and stuff. So, he doesn't really like to be around a lot of people, per se. Um, So, he's there. This dude, okay, he's getting his eyes and mouth, like, needled up, like, shut. And he has, like, ears all over him. This actor, okay, in fucking real life, his name is uh, Kara Hollows. Kara Hollows. 
Okay, the two designers, Alexandra Anger, Anger and Monica Pavaz, they took a mold of Cavalli's ear and they replicated it 40 times and applied it on this man's body. His eyes and lips were actually shut. Obviously they actually, not, they oh. actually, they not, they didn't put the needle through, but his eyes and ears are actually shut the whole time. So he's just like standing, waiting to perform in real life. And he literally is just using the ears, his actual ears to listen to wow. the music. He cannot see, he cannot talk in real life. So like he took it to like the next level. Of wow. course, he's and he's like, I was happy to do it for Cronenberg because of course you're gonna work with Cronenberg. If Cronenberg asks you to do some whatever it is, you're like, yes, I am gonna do that because you're working with a fucking master. You know, it's an honor to work with whatever. And he endured. And he said it was painful. He said it was a painful experience, but he was happy to do it. And that's fucking crazy. Because when you watch that scene, I'm thinking like, and nowadays it's like, oh, it's a CGI ears, like they're like whatever. No, this person's eyes and fucking lips are actually shut. And he has the applied, for, he has like 40, well, like four hours a day in the chair Jesus. to have these ears applied that's on him. So it, it's definitely intense. The movie, I will never watch again. This is not a movie I'm going to watch like later. I'm going to revisit it like in a couple of years. I'm going to show it to my daughter like, oh, you got to see this movie. No, I'm not going to go out of my way to buy the movie. It's, I watched it. I this experienced This is one though it. that would benefit a little bit for some captions at some point because there was a couple of points I was like, what the hell are they saying? Yes. Because everybody is, is very quiet and they're dancing around and there's organs flying and then the people are like, you're like, what? Yeah, you need some captions to part of this. Definitely. I mean, if you wanted to revisit it, you know, you can't on your own. Don't get me involved. I'm, I already <laughs> spent two hours, an hour and 47 minutes of my life watching this. And it's not that it was a terrible movie. It just, for me, it wasn't necessary. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I have mixed feelings about it because it's like, I'm never going to see the shit that I saw in this movie. Like, it, I, I, like, that was, like, some, like, in some regard, obviously, like, non-Cronenberg. Other people, other directors or other screenwriters may have had something similar, but nothing like this. This is, like, oh, Cronenberg, like we said to the beginning, feel times like, 100. I feel like this could have been, like, a pretty good pilot for a show, too, because they end this at a very, like, interesting spot. They're just kind of like, at some point it just ends, and you're not expecting it to end where it does. You're just a voyeur in this in this week, or however long it is, in these people's lives, and then it, and then it's over. You don't, you're not looking anymore. You, you go on with your life. And it's, you kind of want to know, like, okay, so what happened next? Yeah. And you know there's never going to be a sequel to it. So it's just you just have to make the assumption of what's going to happen. Yeah, you just have to go on your own. But it would be interesting to see. Like, I feel like this would be a good start for a TV show. Then the next season picks up with what's happened a little bit later. It'd be interesting to see. But you know, we're never going to get that. It's just going to be this I'm is fine. it. I'm fine. I don't need it. I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to see anything else. I I'm good. I'm I. It didn't give me nightmares. It's not scary. If you're a person that does not like body horror. I can watch it. It's not my favorite. I'm also not into gore. Um, it, this movie wasn't gory per se. Um, it's gory in like a medical sense. Like exactly. you're watching If you watch a surgery on the Learning Channel or something, it's a it's gory like that. But uh, yeah, it's definitely something to watch 
one time. So I do recommend people watch it just so you can it's unique. see the vision of Cronenberg and what he thinks the you know the advancement of technology and the human body like where we may be headed where we could go based on the things that happen in real life with pollution and just all that stuff it is very interesting especially because he started writing this back in the day like and i'm sure it's evolved within the last like what whatever 30 years 40 years yeah close so to over 40 years it's evolved definitely but he does he does have a very specific vision when it comes to how you know the advancement of technology can and maybe will affect us as humans yeah our human bodies not just our minds i'd say it's a three knives out of four yeah i i give it I, I give it three knives, I guess. Three, uh... <laughs> three surgical knives. Three scalpels. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> three scalpels from the special Sark machine. <laughs> yeah. This is a spoiler-esque free... I don't think we spoiled anything. No, nothing you didn't see on the previews, really. Spoiler-free pre uh, podcast, and it's a little appetizer podcast. We have a very special podcast later on in the month, so make sure to join us for that. Um, it's some a film that's very near and dear to both of our hearts, and um, we're excited to bring that to you guys. Thank you so much, and stay tuned to the horror. Surgery is the new sex. And now, folks, it's time to say good night. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.